Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion. This is Elena, your host, once again. Today we have Justin back with us. He's going to introduce himself, and then we will jump into our Q&A for this week. Hey, Elena, how's it going? Uh, hello, audience. I don't even. I think we're on number like twenty-two, maybe twenty-three podcast um, episode. So I don't know for sure. It's somewhere around there, but that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we're getting a lot of content. We've had some questions or some things that have just come up within our own company because of the podcast that we're trying to address those questions. Um, I, I'm like shooting them to Elena as fast as I'm getting them to add content to the podcast. So I encourage anyone listening in to do the same thing like use Instagram and DM us. I think that's probably the best way to do it. You know, email all that. It just, we're pretty modern individuals. We spend more time on social media probably than answering emails related to marketing and advertising because most of what we do is on there. So if you want to get a question on the podcast, go to Centurion Leadership Italian on Instagram and DM us for sure um, and ask the question. And we'll certainly ask them or integrate them into the podcast. So Otherwise, other than that, you can find Elena at Elena.Hamade at, um, on Instagram and a Facebook, I believe. And I am Justin Bizarro, one word, B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O on Instagram and Facebook as well. Um, I hope I got that right. Um, that was right. That was correct. And you can also follow along with Centurion Leadership at the Centurion Leadership Battalion on Facebook and Instagram. And I will also link those in the description of this podcast. But with all the introductions aside, Justin, are you ready to hop into our next question? Absolutely. So last week, if you listened in, we talked about leadership and drama and how those two things can really contradict each other and really drag one another down. So this week, we're going to contrast that. I'm going to ask the question of how do love and kindness fit into leadership and what are the benefits of having you know, a loving and kind leader or people, multiple people in leadership positions uh, in your company? Justin, I'll let you start with that. I mean, love's an interesting thing, right? Like, it's a measurable skill. Um, and if you truly think about love, like we feel love as a feeling, but love is something that can be harnessed and developed, right? Like we can become better lovers, right? You know, more experience there. I won't go any further in the connotation, right? We can become better lovers in the sense of being there for our partners um, emotionally. Uh, we can be there you know, better lovers by, you know, having more of a positive attitude. You know, there's things like that, that I think that if we define the word lover and use it as what in, in that form, um, it's an interesting thing because now I'm a lover and a leader and in some ways they're interchangeable, right? So I think that it's important to think about it that way, which is why I like this topic. 
And the other part of it is, is when we lead with love, you know, we talk about open door policies all the time, food service partners, we call it an open heart policy. Because the reason being is it needs to be more than just hearing something like that, like we're humans, it's not a matter of fact, yes, it needs to be a little harder in the message. And yes, we need to hold people accountable. And yes, we need to help people grow. But we also need to understand what's going on if something's going on at home or whatever. In order to lead, there needs to be that soft side. And you have to be a loving person in order to be there. And it's something you have to develop. Like you have to put yourself in situations. You have to be vulnerable in loving situations. Um, Sometimes you have to be willing to get used or abused, not knowingly because you're trying to learn. But you better be willing to pull the parachute really freaking quickly and jump out the plane. It's just, if you don't learn to love and you don't gain that skill, it's hard to lead people because otherwise you're fear mongering, right? And we talk about drama and fear mongering and and a fear-based leadership. And we all are still young enough, I guess, or whatever generationally to know what happened in World War II with the Nazis or what still currently goes on in a lot of countries in terms of sex trade and all that, and that form of slavery. So there is slavery still in the world today, guys. Like, let's just look at what it is, but let's also look at, you know, what that is. That's evil. That's taking away anything. That's promoting relationships that don't have love and whatever else. And yes, I guess everything serves a purpose, arguably by some people, but not in this format. You know what I mean? So if we love people and our relationships are based on more depth versus just what I'm getting out of it, meaning what I'm giving to it lovingly and what it's giving back to me lovingly, like we talk about, I think a lot, which is giving away love. Like it's that. And so from a leadership standpoint, I think you need to truly get to know your people. And I don't mean love the people that work for you or love the people on the podcast. Like I love everyone that listens in and means that you feel the same as me. It doesn't mean that, well, one, it's romantic, obviously, but two, it's camaraderie. It's not necessarily friendship. And so love in that way is this love for all humanity. And then there's this love for the people that are on the same mission even though their opinions and their mindset may be a different way of getting there, we're all on the same thing together. And that's really where my friendships come out of is sort of that love for the people, you know, that love narrows down into a friendship and a respect and a trust. And then I lead from there, including my family and not all families, you know, within the quote unquote leadership circle or love circle. It just doesn't work that way. We don't have to force love. And we shouldn't force it for leadership. Again, that's fear both ways. And the importance of it is what you leave behind. Because I can tell you if you don't lead for love, whether you intend to or not, there's a term called, you know, pave the path uh, to hell with good intentions. That's really only when you're doing good intentions, but it's not really coming from a holistically loving place. Like you're really not thinking about all the inputs that your decision has a factor on. And I'm not saying you should be, be stuck in fear, but what I am saying is I'm going to make a leap. I better be aware that that leap's going to cause a problem, that leap, and it's going to cause a chain reaction. And I just have to own it when I do it. And I know people fear that, but leading with love is letting you know it's going to happen. And that sometimes is hard because people are like, no, no, don't do it. But you have to still move forward anyway, 
and it looks like, oh, I'm not being loving because I'm not respecting this person's decision, but I'm still leading with love knowing that humans by nature and by generation have to continue to grow and be better than each other, be better than the teacher, be better than the next generation. So in order to do that, you have to love in order to facilitate it. I don't know how else anything else seems destructive to me, at least in my opinion and in my experience. Um, so Eleni, you've spent some time with this. I know this is one of your um, topics you've spent time on as core values and food service partners as we've done this Centurion Battalion internally. So I'm really interested to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I think that you shared a lot of great content and feedback on that question. And I also think, you know, even if we're not speaking individual to individual and we're just talking about creating a loving and kind environment, right? That can mean so many different things. Um, when we're talking about the environment that we're creating for our team or for our company, our business, whatever it might be, even for your family or for your friends or for the people who come over to your house on a Friday night, you know, it's all about creating a loving environment because, a lot like, you know, I'll give an example, like a plant cannot grow or, you know, really flourish in an environment that's not conducive to growth. And so what do you do when you want a plant to grow and stay alive? You water it, you put it in sunlight, you know, you don't put it in freezing cold temperatures or super hot temperatures. Obviously I'm not a gardener, so maybe there are plants made for those things, but generally speaking, when you have a plant, you have something you want to flourish. You have to give it the correct environment to do so. Like if you have a child, uh, you want to put your child in the best school. You want to give your child all the opportunities, all these things. You want to set them up for success. And I think it's the same when we're creating loving environments um, in our work teams or in our homes and our personal because we like we like to relate Centurion to personal or professional. So. Um, when you are creating a loving environment, you're setting up your people for success. You're setting up your people to be the best they can be, to want to perform well, to want to succeed and things like that. So that's kind of the way that I took the question, especially when we talked about it internally within our teams is, you know, how can we be loving, you know, to one another and as leaders, as managers, as whatever it may be, but also how can we all create a loving environment where people want to succeed and they know that we want them to succeed too? Uh, yeah, agreed. And I think that, I mean, by nature, a parent, a teacher, or whatever, before we get into all the financial gain and all that, which is all important because we need to take care of our legacy and our family, the monetary side, as we talked about in ownership. But the other part is, is when we worry about the soft things and we worry about these things, the, the money and stuff becomes, takes care of itself. And here's the crazy part, but it has a good side and a bad side to it, is if you lead with love, it becomes very vibrant right? You become a more vibrant person. You attract more vibrant personalities like yours and people like that. So on one end, you're leading more lovingly. The people around you are becoming more loving. You're becoming more vibrant. You're becoming this bright light in the world, right? And 23 years later of doing this and, and taking some hard knocks, I'm trying to do this where I'm streamlining it for everyone. Like, but it's like really like, you're going to have to be willing to take your hard knocks one, but you are a vibrant person. If you start living this way in a life of love, people are attracted to it. It's the way God is. Um, 
to us, you know, what it's, and if you're a Judeo-Christian, God is your father because the reason they use that term is because he wants what any father or mother would want for you, which is the pursuit of excellence in your life, to achieve the greatest possibility of making a difference for you and your happiness and your joy that you can. And I think sometimes we exchange happiness for what actually excellence is, and we exchange happiness for joy, because happiness is a temporary thing. Joy is something that you have a purpose in that's a long-term pursuit. And like, so there's that. I mean, if you really look at defining words and really defining them in a way that means something to you and you can distinguish them, happiness is something I can take in a snapshot by achieving a goal. Joy is something that takes is long-term that I can feel every day by pursuing my long-term goals lovingly. And so the other part of this vibrancy now is in doing this is I attract people that want to take advantage of it even more so because I'm this bright light that also attracts manipulators, people that know how to use love, or use things or fear to manipulate situations, and then they can come into a situation. So being able to lead with love also means that you're going to have to be an asshole every once in a while and draw a boundary against the pricks, for lack of a better term, sorry, that want to come in and take away your love and happiness and the thing that you built in your legacy. And so happiness and love also means protecting. Even though you have a love of humanity as a whole, you don't have a love of all of humanity's behavior, especially when they come into your family or into your business or into your community. And that's okay for you to try to set a standard. That's what leaders are. Your voice should be heard, but your ideas should not be forced. Forced is fear. Lead, inspire, motivate, do it by example. That's leading with love. And so that's really, in a nutshell, I mean, if we broke it down to the core thing and building the loving environments that you're talking about, Elena, is that it really, I mean, we really have to think about it. it has to start the minute we wake up and it starts with gratefulness. I think, I mean, if you really want to train yourself to be skillful in love, it's start by being grateful. You know, what am I thankful for? Shit. I'm thankful for waking up this morning. That's a big one, right? So like then start from there and then be grateful in the morning, be grateful throughout your day. I break my day into three days. We, I've talked about it before um, on other podcasts, you know, so I'm three times I break down and I'm grateful. I do it through praying. Honestly, it's the easiest way for me. It makes me accountable to someone. I feel like I'm answering and it helps me be accountable to my purpose and myself in so many ways. So that's just me. Other people have higher powers in other ways. Other people use sponsorships or, or, or groups or whatever. I'm not saying how it should go. I'm just saying for me, it's Judeo-Christian based. And so that's where I, my love and my skill set of love is founded. I've obviously gone out of that to build it from a leadership standpoint. I've gone out of it to build it in a relationship standpoint. I've gone out of it to build in a friendship standpoint, but I can't possibly have enough love to give truly to everyone in a romantic way um, or in a family way. So you've got to be realistic about how much love you have to give. And if you're an entrepreneur, you've even got to make your circle even smaller 
because you have so much love you have to give to everyone and your employees and the people and the vendors and all that because you are responsible. And that doesn't mean you have to be owner and a dictator and live with fear. That means you have to keep growing these people because heaven forbid you get hit by a bus. If you truly love these people, you have the process, procedures, core values and principles in place that your business can go on without you. But you have to do with love because otherwise you have to realize that these people, you're not them and, and they should outgrow you and you shouldn't hold them back and you're not someone special. Your purpose in life is to grow the people around you wherever you are and that's love. And so if we're helping and being godly, again, in Judeo-Christianity, I'm also assisting as a man and a son of God or daughter of God or whatever pronoun of God we want to use. I'm still there having to serve that purpose and assist that for other people because I myself have been lucky enough to give into it in my life and my opportunity. And if I want to continue to receive love, I got to be willing to continue to give love unconditionally. And what I mean by unconditionally is unconditionally in that I'm willing to give it so long as someone doesn't take it away from me and give it to someone else when I need it you know in return and that's worth so that makes a lot of sense and i think too uh we've touched on you know being loving and love all of that but we also had in the question there kindness how do loving and kindness go into leadership and affect leadership and affect environments and i think when we are talking about kindness um as opposed to drama or other ways of leading you know people that are more authoritative authority authoritarian, if I could say that word correctly. Um, you know, those types of leaders and bosses that we all have maybe had or know about or have seen on TV and in movies where they're just really harsh and really cold. And, you know, you come in and you get the job done and you go home. And that's just the kind of attitude you have toward your workplace. Um, I'd love to ask you, what are some ways that you have attempted or thought of to really implement kindness in the workplace, in your teams, um, and even just as a leader personally, and how or what difference do you think that makes in your employees' success? Oh man, this is gonna totally, I think, go against what the human mind thinks that you should do. I do not do butterfly rainbows and unicorns as the way of like building love in the team. It's just, it's positivity, yes, but it's not, in the way that everyone thinks that it is there's like and it's not a trophy for everyone and there's accountability and there's clear lines of boundaries of and expectations love is setting expectation but kindness most importantly is clarity and so clarity in those expectations is kindness and so doing that is love and teaching love especially over time as people see that you're doing it not to be harsh but you're doing it to be fair to everyone and you're giving everyone a left boundary and a right boundary or however you want to look at a top and bottom boundary whatever it is to sort of operate in freely but in operating freely within that that's what builds the family that's your construct right that's your core values yeah. that's your principles procedures and processes like i told you before uh to the audience sorry um so those things really matter and those things really matter because that is kindness, that is love. And how do I encourage it more? 
is gratitude, like I said, is one way to do it. Practicing kindness is another way to get better at love. And kindness is a little bit different. Gratitude's being thankful for it. Kindness is going out of your way for someone when you don't have to, right? Like it's doing it because you feel inclined to. It's opening up a door. It's, it's putting away the shopping cart. And food service partner, partners, if you see trash on the floor in the bathroom, don't walk by it, pick it up. I don't care if it's someone else's or not your fault. Like that's kindness for the company and for everyone in the company. Because a client comes in and sees that, like, what the hell? They don't care about our food. They can't even pick up a napkin in the bathroom. Right? So that's kindness too. Like kindness towards your business, towards your clients, towards your fellow team members, as we call them, instead of employees, team leads, supervisors, whatever, you know, it goes a lot farther and, and it doesn't always work. Like we have drama that comes into our facilities all the time and individuals, and we have to sort of work our way through it, coach it, see if they can get on board again with the core values, principles, policies, procedures. Um, and if they don't, then they've made the decision for themselves. It's not my fault. And certainly if I put them into the lion's den, the other leaders who are already trained on this um, are going to squeeze them out, even though if they try to cause drama and, and whatever, eventually the strongest leaders can put up with that. And sometimes you've got to leave that little annoyance around not for too long to cause damage, but just to keep your leaders on par to dealing with it. It's unfortunate and it's uncomfortable, but loving and kindness is also putting people through safe uncomfortability, safe crisis, just like in the army or the Navy. So when it's time for the real thing, and I'm not saying life or death to do the draw, so people don't draw a direct comparison in life, but I'm saying in business, you need to be able to handle crisis. So you've got to go through things where you're going to have to be thrown in a situation and team leads are going to have to manage different teams instead of their own or move around processes, whatever the business is. That is love. Love is preparing people for life, no matter what it looks like. And I was fortunate where I went to schooling young through middle school and high school where the foundation was preparing me for life, not preparing me to pass tests not preparing me to go be whatever. So when I went to college and all of a sudden it was exam, 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 which I had before, but the emphasis so hard on those numbers, which were fine eventually once I figured out how to play everyone else's game versus the game of excellence, it's just an unfortunate thing that we don't teach it in schools. You know, what is the whole person? What are we evaluating beyond the grades? And we wonder why we have discipline problems and everything else. We don't teach leaderships, let alone leading ourselves in school from day one, from kindergarten. We don't teach them any skills. There are people that can lead. You can get kids to lead in groups. That is fair. You can elect captains on a team and rotate it. That is fair to give them all experience. That is love. Put every kid in a harsh situation, whether they cry or they complain or whatever, and the parent comes after you if you're a coach, you're going to have to say, I need to put them in leadership situation. I know you don't understand now. And if you don't like it, like too bad, like the rest of the kids, you can't hold them back because he doesn't want it. You know, maybe there's another team. Maybe there's not. But love is also loving what's beneficial for the whole. Kindness is also taking care of the whole. Same with gratitude. Like you can't cut off your nose in spite of your face. And so how do I really do kindness? I encourage it when it happens. If I notice it, 
I don't actually praise it right away. I'm just going to be honest. I don't do it just because it is so much more rewarding when someone remembers it a day later. And it's more rewarding for you personally to make a note of it so you do it and hold yourself accountable to do it a day later. It has way more impact because you've shown that you've thought about it. You actually have because you forced to, so it's not a lie. And you actually become a better manager and leader by thinking about it and doing it. And when you present the thank you, you give a little more words to it and have a little more understanding of the impact versus just, hey, thanks, bud, for doing that. Here's a pound or a bow bump, as we call them, an elbow bump, since we don't touch hands because of food contamination. So it's stuff like that. Like, how do we, how do we encourage that behavior? It's just, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of encouraging people to laugh. Um, but it's also holding people accountable when they're dramatic. It's also holding people accountable when they're not leading in love. And it's also holding people accountable when they aren't kind and saying also waiting 24 hours and still showing the same thing and say, Hey, you know, that thing you did yesterday, I'm, I'm sure there was a reason, but you know, it had a, it has a negative impact and it has a negative impact on you too as a leader or as a person and trying to lead yourself. Mm -hmm. So I'm not here to do anything about it. I'm just letting you know I noticed it and I thought about it. And I just hope that we've talked about it and I don't need to worry about it again. Now it's not mine to worry about monitoring. Now it's not mine to lead them through it and have another person I have to, you know, babysit or adult daycare or whatever it is because people do that all the time in their business. That's not love. Love is giving them the dignity to do that themselves. Kindness is appointing people to leadership positions, even though you don't think they're ready sometimes because you believe they can grow. And it's getting over your own beliefs over someone and putting them in positions to lead. Because I can tell you, I 99% of the team time put someone internally and promote them in a team lead position or a supervisor position that everyone tells me they're wrong and they don't have this degree and I need to do this and I need to do that. But it's not about that. It's about that love. It's about that life experience. It's about hardship they you've been through and it's about your ability to lead yourself. The rest falls in line. You know, some of us have more education specific. Some of us don't. Those are details. Those aren't the character. And so the character is the behavior of the human, not the personality. You know, so I think if you look at it as love and kindness and have more kindness in your life, you'll become a better lover, like I said, all the way around. Um, so anyone that's out there, you want to take care of your love life, lead honestly from a living position, other people first. And I guarantee you what you bring home to your family or to your wife or to your bedroom is going to be way better because you're going to be used to leading outside of there. So you can go lead in your home. And if you're a male guys, I know what society says and all that. But attractiveness is still there. There is still the instinct and the male leadership quality. And to a male, guess what, ladies? Women lead differently than men in, in the way that they, may, they, they nurture and, and the way they do things. That's okay and that's acceptable to lead that way. And guess what? It's really fucking attractive to men. 
Like it really is, you know, you want to spice up your life, lead outside of it in the way you were meant to and the way that you were given and the way that's true to you guys. And it doesn't matter if you're attracted female, female, there's ways that you can lead as a lesbian or a homosexual or whatever the terms are today. I don't know the latest terms, but it's my point being is you can lead with what's true to you in a loving way, in a kind way with gratitude that makes a difference to everyone, to all humanity. And so if you want to fix your problems in your relationships and your friendships and your families and all that, one, you have to evaluate what are the loving ones? What are the ones that have you're grateful for? What are the ones you're not grateful for? You know, what are the ones that show you kindness and you feel great and not used and abused about showing kindness in return? And then, you know, love, I think becomes a skill and it's, it's some of us aren't born into loving situations. So it's not nature. It has to be nurtured. And sometimes guys, while men do more of the nature loving and the harder, whatever, and I'm just being generic, I'm sure people are going to get mad. Women do very good at nurturing, particularly people are scarred or harmed. And I can tell you from my past, based on what happened to me, if you want to go back and listen to 12, women's leadership in my life has been extremely important to me because of what happened to me. So that style of leadership and that nurturing and way that it was done for me, and that slight different that's true to me in the women style of leadership that I'm attracted to, it made a difference in my life. So. I wouldn't say one leadership style is dip better or one person's personality or nature or who you're attracted to really makes that big of a difference. It's how you lead with it positively. And instead of looking at it as work differences and we should all be the same and we should all have the same mindset and we should all do whatever, it really doesn't matter. The true benefit of society is how do we all lead so we can collectively use our complex brains to come up with simple solutions to complex problems. Because that's really what the human brain does. We may first come up with complex solutions to a problem, but over time we keep developing and modifying and loving our way through things because we care about overall humanity and improving. And that's love. So we eventually becomes a simple solution. So we have complex brains to come up with simple solutions to complex problems. That's our goal. That separates us from the rest of the animals, right? That's awesome. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I think that breaks down, you know, being loving and kind isn't always just, you know, being super complimentary to others in the company and, you know, brushing things under the rug. It, sometimes love and kindness is expecting the best from people, is holding people to that standard um, of excellence for, for each individual. So I think that makes a lot of sense. And I hope that our listeners can really resonate with that. Yeah, I mean, I think Elena down the road will break up gratitude, kindness, and love into like a three-part series, probably not anytime soon. I need some time to think about it. But I think individually in the way that they can be developed as a leader trying to teach others to lead, that can also help you become a better leader by teaching it. I think we should actually break it down because as these feelings and these words, they have very specific meanings and they're very specific tools that build off each other to get to that love in leadership that I'm talking about, that 
a lot of people have to develop for experience or they're out there alone in the world that I feel like maybe if we can help them. And I know there's tons of podcasts out there, guys, that talk about psychology and all that. I think they're all great. You should listen to all of them. This podcast is more about the experience I have from being an athlete, from the experience I have from being an entrepreneur, from the experience I have of you know, leading a business or being part of the leadership of a business over 23 years that, you know, is almost 600 employees and in four states and, and grown and sold subsidiaries and had successes and failures. So that's all I'm giving. My point of view is purely from what I know. It's not from books. Yes, I, I read all the time, but I take those books and put them into experiences and test them before I'll ever talk about them publicly on a podcast to anyone. Because if they're not going to work, I'm certainly not going to put my name behind it. And so that's part of what we're trying to do here is that put real life situations, put it in terminology in a fast form that can accelerate everyone along together by asking very pointed questions. And so from there, Elena and I are just trying to add in the input in our opinions from our own experiences to go into that. And we'll add another. Uh, opinions and experts as we go, but we're building a foundation for all of you here to listen to all the episodes where you're getting significant amount of leadership and management skills across your whole life, not in just business, to you know better lead yourself, to make more money, to be in better shape, to have better home life, to have better intimacy, both physically and emotionally. But all of it takes leadership. That's the solution. We're just doing it because it's what's best for the world. And we've seen success ourselves, so why not share it? And, you know, what's the gain? So Elena and I's name, get out there and we do the right thing for the world and we share our experiences. And so ultimately, it's our pursuit of excellence and our love for humanity and our kindness and our gratefulness that's already been given to us why we do this podcast. So I think that's the mic drop right there. So thank you everyone for listening in. Thank you so much for being a part of listening to our Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast. Go back and listen to a few other episodes. Check out episodes one through 12 for our core values to learn more about what we're about and why we do what we do. Don't forget to follow along on social media and we look forward to hearing from you. Thank you.